0: all right welcome back to the untamed life today we are talking about the test the test of a true king the test of a true queen the test of a leader the test of a true warrior what is the test you know and some people don't like that word they're like i don't like the word test well we all know why we don't like tests right because we get to test ourselves we get to actually see the radical, we get to receive the radical feedback of how we're doing, how well we have embodied, right? So whether you, if you don't like that word test, okay, but what is the reflection back to us to check in, to say, how are we doing? I want to talk about this. And I want to also talk about, you know, how are we doing in this season? And what are we called to do in this season? But the, the inspiration for this podcast actually came because, you know, I, I work a lot with men and women through this initiation from being warriors of the world, you know, chasing and hustling and chasing everything of the world and trying to like do everything the way the experts tell us to or the people that know better tell us to. And ultimately, it mostly ends up leading to empty gates with burned out, stressed out people, disconnected relationships. And when we make this shift of allegiance from warriors of the world to warriors of the heart to the spirit. You know, life really begins to multiply. And so I'm always on the hunt for great books and great leaders and great men and women who are also speaking and sharing this message. And I was reading the book Fathered by God, which is an amazing book, amazing book by John Aldridge, And I highly recommend that. I'll drop that in the show notes. Hopefully I get him on the podcast one day. Um, but he had put this, this question, he had posed this question and said, you know, what is the mark of a true king? How do we know and one of the rites of passage is the king, when you actually are given and you're entrusted to lead over, right, a company, a family. If you've been given, like you have a wife, you have children, you have been given this amazing family. <laughs> like make no mistake about it. If you have, you know, wealth, stores of wealth, you have been entrusted with this, right? So whoever is under our influence, in our influence, that's our domain, that's our kingdom. It doesn't mean that we have to rule over them like tear tyrants and, you know, but how do you rule inside of your kingdom? What is the presence that you bring? You know, how well are we doing stewarding what we have been giving and leading over what we've been given and alongside? Well, I love what he said is, you know, the reflection as he brings us back to that, that uh, verse in 2 Samuel that says, for the sake of his people, a man is given a kingdom. It's for the sake of his people, not for the king, not for the queen, not for the leader. It's not for you. It's for your people. And, you know, so the test is, let's look around. Let's look around at our people. (laughs) Let's look around at our husbands, our wives, our children. Let's look at our teams. Let's look at the people that we have been entrusted with, and how are they doing inside our walls? On you know, inside of our companies, under our influence, in our influence, are they thriving or are they contracting, diminishing? Are they being built up or are they doubting themselves? Afraid to move forward, filled with, riddled with fear, anxiety, right? Look, guys, look at your wife. Men, look at your wife. Is she tired? Look at your queen. If you're a king, look at your queen. Is she tired? Is she exhausted from overgiving, overworking, overextending, overproducing, which, by the way, she's not meant to be a production factory. She's not a factory. Is she tired? Is she stressed out? Is she feeling undesired, unwanted, overlooked? Maybe, you know, she feels like last place, last priority. There's a lot of women that I've worked with in my life, my my old self included, feeling like, you know, Well, I just get the leftovers. (laughs) I always tell the women, by the way, ladies, if you're listening, if you always give yourself the leftovers, the leftover bits of time, the leftover bits of goodness, whatever it is, you will always feel like leftovers. But does she feel like last place, last priority? Does she feel stressed out? Look at her. Just look at a mirror. She is a mirror. Your queen is a mirror of how you're also leading the kingdom. Or is she radiant? Is she flourishing? Does she feel supported by your presence? And here's the beautiful thing, man. This is so beautiful. I'll tell you, I've said this multiple times in this podcast. I'll say it again and again, is that when a woman feels safe, when a woman feels supported and protected and she knows that she is cherished and she knows that she is held in the arms. I mean, we can fly, we can do amazing things. We bring the most beautiful, um, experiences, ideas, visions to life inside of our families. We make the spaces beautiful. We bring beauty to the relationship. The feminine begins to create again because she is ultimately a vessel for creation to flow through her. Is your wife, your, your queen in the essence of creation herself, is she creating? something anything it could be floral arrangements for the house it could be a beautiful home it could be a new business idea that's birthing through her she's creating i'm in the process of writing books and you know delivering podcasts and creating content i have so much creative energy flowing through me because of the fact that i feel so i know i don't feel i know i'm supported and held by my physical husband, my husband who does an amazing job of being present and being here and just believing in me and giving me so much room to spread my wings. You know, like if I go to him and I'm like, babe, I got this idea, I wanna do this thing, never once Because you say, well, why? What do you want to do that for? Where do you think you're going to get the resources? Like, I'm never in a state of having to defend, and not that I would, because again, I'm filled with purpose. So I don't entertain this defending and explaining and justifying, but it's not even part of our existence of our reality. We share inspiration with one another and we build each other up and we edify and we create, you know, a base for each other to jump off of the lead from. We don't have to fight and defend and explain why we want to create so look at your wife is she in creative energy is she inspired to create to bring beauty to your relationship to bring beauty to herself to her children to her friendships like is she alive or does she feel like do you see a woman that's tired and withering and has become disconnected from her beauty This is the time to look at what kind of kingdom am I creating, right? Women, Queens, look at your husbands, look at your partners, look at the men in your life. Look at, yes, if he's your husband, look at him, look at your young men who are young boys becoming warriors, who are warriors, learning to become, you know, different types of warriors fighting for something greater than themselves and the ego and having to prove that they're strong enough. But are we raising up men also? Are we building up men, ladies, I'm talking to you, are we building up men who have, are learning to go inward, to really trust their inner knowing, their instinctual wisdom, the guidance? Are we training up men who are looking for wisdom, for wise counsel, who are finding their strength within themselves and their relationship with God and wrestling? Are we giving them opportunities and the freedom to wrestle a little bit to find themselves to discover who they are or are we like over mothering right are we overbearing controlling trying to control everything because we're fearful of losing control women let's look at our husbands are they anxious are they short-tempered are they filled with anger and and riddled with you know feeling like they're losing, right? Losing, constantly fighting everything in their life, constantly fighting battles. Are we giving these men opportunities to come through to win for us, right? And it's the simple things that matter. Do the men in our lives know that they are trusted and encouraged and encouraged to bring their strength and leadership to our lives? And, you know, I've had these conversations with women, with six-year-old, six-year-old little boys, 16-year-old boys, 20-year-old young men, and also their husbands. I always ask the women, where are you? Does he know that you trust him? And are you giving him opportunities to actually prove you right that he's going to come through, that he does have what it takes, or are you constantly reminding him of what he's doing wrong, right? What kind of queen are you? Look at the people. Look at our children. How much bandwidth? do we exert how much time, how much energy, how much of our mental and emotional bandwidth is spent worrying, (laughs) worrying about them, messing up, doing something wrong. They're not living up to our expectations or society's expectations or whatever, trying to control their behavior. How much of our bandwidth is just spent on trying to control where they're going, what they're doing, how they're doing it? Are they Lacking inner confidence. Let's look at our kids and really look at their confidence, their inner certainty. Are they desperately seeking external approval? And yes, everyone's on their own journey. And yes, everybody has to go through their own rite of passage. And yes, our kids are going to struggle. And I believe it's up to us to let them struggle a little bit. They've got to learn through experience, right? But are we always trying to pacify and soothe and make everything so easy and comfortable and cushy that they're never being tested themselves they're never getting an opportunity to go out to explore to discover who they are age appropriately right but when we look at our children are they thriving are they confident have we equipped them are we equipping them are we empowering them To try, to fail, to try again, to just be who they are. are. Do they know that they're accepted and loved inside our home? Do they feel, do they know that they're equipped? Like, and how do you know? Well, just watch them. Do they initiate, <laughs> right? Well, that could be little things like helping around the house. You know, instead of asking, well, where's this? Where's this? How do I do this? Where's this? And you're like thinking for them. We're doing all the thinking for them. We're doing all the emotional lifting for them. I see this a lot with parents with, with teenage kids or young adults that are going through breakups and friends and like everything. And, and I see a lot of parents doing a lot of emotional lifting for their children. And then the kids don't know what to do with their own emotions. Oh my God, it's bad to be sad. It's bad to feel heavy. It's bad to be judged. It's bad to feel rejected. Well, these are natural human emotions of a human life. If we don't let our children experience these emotions and then model for them and shape them and how to channel these emotions into something that moves them that motivates them into compassion, into understanding, into courage, into whatever that thing is, if we try to keep them safe from all these scary bad emotions and we do all the emotional lifting for them, when they get out in the real world and real life happens to them, they're going to be so depressed, so heavy, so lost because they won't know what to do with all of that. Right. And I, I, I know I went on about this for a minute here, but it's so real and I see this so often and I've had some really hard lessons in my own parenting life It's like, you know, are we showing in our own life how we're moving and handling our own emotions? Are we talking about all of them? Are we allowing ourselves also to experience grief and loss and pain and hurt and compassion and grace under pressure? right and 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 to be able to like process these things in front of our kids i think is important and to allow them to process these things how much bandwidth is invested in getting to know our children's hearts oh if they believe something that's completely opposing to us and man i have been tested in this one who like you know my kids have really tested me on this because i really believe i did a pretty good job of really teaching them to be independent and to to go out and to to forge their own ideas and you know when you do that they're going to go out and they're going to forge their own ideas and they're going to be completely opposite to yours right they're going to be they're going to have to go through their own beliefs and shedding their identity that is attached to yours and finding their own identity and sometimes i have been on my knees praying like oh my god please what is happening right And what is happening is that they're learning to find themselves or learning to discover themselves. And so how much bandwidth have I invested in getting to know their own hearts? Like to really seek first to understand and say, well, isn't that interesting? You believe that. What about this, you know, are you so passionate about? What is it that you're really after? And, you know, getting to the heart of matters with them instead of fighting over the superficial, this is right, this is wrong, this is acceptable, this is not, and we're judging. And really, when we get to the heart of the matter, we realize that even when we have completely opposing views and completely opposing opinions, the heart is usually trying to move in the same direction, right? The cause beneath all the layers. When we really dig deep down to the roots, there's goodness there. And if we can just get to that, we can begin to channel and move it in the right direction, in a direction that is life-giving instead of draining, right? Expansive. Eventually, we know that God uses all things for good. So, you know, let's let's look at this and go, how much time am I really investing in my children to getting to know their hearts, and my husband and my wife, to getting to know his heart and her heart, to get curious on what they see, what they hear, why things matter to them, what they're passionate about, with your teams it's the same thing we're in relationships people we are in human to human relationships when we look at each other's hearts we realize at the end of the day we're all just humans here doing the best we can with all the same bags of doubts and insecurities and all the same you know they wear different outfits they're called different things but it's human life and so when we're looking at our teams you know you know how do we know what kind of leader we are inside of our organizations again been having a lot of conversations about this it's like well let's look at our teams are they all vying for a position fighting over a title fighting over you know a stake of their piece a seat at the table having to prove that they belong there pride running the show are they chasing their own interests or do they feel like they're just puppets you know or workers in a factory serving you you know Or do they know that you are there to serve them? And ultimately, you are all there to serve each other and something much greater than each other. Is everyone clear on the mission at hand, right? Are people willing to set their own agenda aside for the greater good, to set our titles down. I challenged one of my my clients recently, like what if we just got rid of all of these titles and three letters behind people's names and we begin to look at a team that just moves organically into position when we know that the person with the best skill set and the right genius is the best person fitted for that spot, for that position in that moment in time what changes when we stop fighting over position and we just begin to move organically into positions when we're called when we know okay that's it's my turn because god has been equipping me in that thing i have been honing this skill for a long time i'll step in right i'll step in i'll take this one i'll take this one for the team i'll go in right? It's a totally different way of moving as a team. Instead of pick me, pick me, pick me, I want to prove what I have. It's like, all right, I'll go. I Send me. I'll go for us, for the whole, right? We're moving into position. We're not fighting over positions. So I love when we begin to ask ourselves better questions we begin to get way better answers right it's funny because you know even if I've talked about kings and queens a lot and this these archetypes but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with with having right and if you want to go back to some of those episodes I did on like receiving you know why am I not receiving what I desire well are you prepared are you equipped to actually hold it and so the question Becomes, you know, what good will I do with what I have been entrusted with, with the wealth, with the power, with the position, with the influence, really, that you have been entrusted with. And again, no matter how big or small, because again, those are constructs of the mind. Whatever is in your influence, under your influence, what good will I do? How will I multiply what I've been entrusted with? That question requires a different level of strength, a different level of courage, a different level of humility because it comes from a completely different heart. It's not about how can I squeeze more out of, how can I get more out of them? How can I get more out of this meeting I'm about to go into? Or like did everybody do everything I wanted them to, right? And we begin to really move into a completely different space, a, diff- a different state, a different space, um, a different heart as a leader, a different heart as a queen. So a lot of this journey of initiation is about awakening the power of the heart. Because when we lead from the ego, we lead from pride, we're very self-serving, right? We're very, And again, it's like when we're in it, we don't realize it, we don't, we would think. Like if you would've asked me this question eight years ago, I would've been like, oh, it's all for the people. But it wasn't. Looking back now, I'm like, geez, gosh, sometimes when we don't know, we don't know. We're blind to it. We can't even see it within ourselves until we can. Until God reveals and our hearts are cracked open, something cracks us open. You know, I work with people from all walks of life. Sometimes it's a divorce. Sometimes it's, you know... (laughs) The fifth affair. Sometimes it's alcoholism inside of a family, the loss of somebody we loved, you know, something horrible happening to a child, something, anything, a key employee leaving, moving to another company, right? Like that we never thought was going to leave. Like it could be anything. Something rattles us, something begins to crack us open. And this heart now begins to go through a new type of initiation, right? Where we begin to trust ourselves. We were forced to go inside instead of outside, to seek counsel and wisdom from inside rather than outside. I love this, uh, you know, in a world full of experts. We have so many experts on every subject, right? And there's a lot of people out there with a lot of letters and a lot of titles. And I'm not negating education. I'm not you know saying expertise is bad i would say yeah i'm an expert in some areas for sure right if by the world standards but there's a whole different level of knowing of experience and expertise that comes from experiencing something versus just knowing it in your head right there's a different level of leadership that is awakened that comes when we have had to move and walk through fires with people right we've had to go through them first ourselves so that we can lead others through it um and i know there's so many different schools of thoughts on this but i'm definitely in the school of thought that i i really want to be mentored and coached and guided by and led by someone who has gone before me like I don't want someone to teach me how to fly a plane who just read the books. I want the pilot, you know, we just saw Top Gun. I was like, I don't want the guy with the letters after his name that's never done the dogfights. I want the guy in the pilot seat who did the dogfights, who did and went through the missions that I'm being called to go on, or something very similar, who's been in the same types of pressures, right? I wanna go with the leader who's gone before me. And so I seek out those type of leaders in my own life, ultimately, to me, the Spirit is the, the ultimate, the God is the ultimate one. He's gone before. I believe this is a God that's omnipresent, omnipotent, has been here since the beginning of time. So, anywhere He will not send me, anywhere He's not gone before. So, first and foremost, my ultimate counsel is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And then, when I look in my own life and I look at who gets to mentor me, who gets to lead me as a queen in this season, as a king, you know, as leaders, as over businesses what type of business leaders am i looking to connect with i want people leaders who have a heart that's gone before me right who've been able to walk through the things that i am now being called to walk through and i believe that it's our duty that once we walk through these things it's not for us it's for the sake of our people right we are then Interested to keep passing on to mentor others and it's I just have this beautiful vision of like you know the oceans parting or a path parting and there's a whole slew of leaders who've gone before us of kings and queens and warriors and there's a whole slew of those coming behind us right and as we go others rise to the occasion and this is how we begin to have a ripple effect um, across the globe across humanity across the collective so I want to just, you know, kind of wrap right now by saying this. Maybe you've been wondering, what kind of leader am I? What kind of test am I? In? And it's so tempting in the world to go out and, and just go to all these conferences and read all these books and listen to all these podcasts. And like right away, you're like, yeah, I'm going to implement. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this. And I was going through this a little bit recently where, you know, I feel so blessed every morning I get up, I look around, I'm like, God, seriously, is this my life? Like, I am so humbled. I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed. Is this really the life that you have given me? Like, part of me is like, am I worthy to receive? And the other part is, of course you are for too much is given much is, you know, required. And I would not give to you unless you were ready to hold it. So, on one hand, there's that voice of like, oh, right? Am I am I worthy? Am I am I do I deserve this? And the other piece is like I can hear the whisper saying, Of course. And keep your heart humble, right? And so as I as I kind of was moving through this season recently of receiving so many blessings and an outpouring in my life that felt like such an outpouring of love and blessing, like on so many levels. Um, and I also felt the inner tension of like, okay, I got to I gotta keep pushing forward, right? Like the old high achievement brain, the voice of the world going, okay, well, now you got to like keep growing your business. You got to this point. Now we got to get to the next point. And we got to grow to the next level financially and we got to, and I could feel this inner tension and it it brought me back to the question of stop, slow down. Let's just pause for a minute in all of this beautiful outpouring and let's just take a look around. Let's check in with the kingdom, right? Let's check in. And I started to ask myself and ask, you know, God, the spirit to say, hey, you know, what is my purpose in this season? I'm looking as a queen over my kingdom and what's required in my kingdom now so that I could continue to grow it so that I could continue to multiply it and remain in this beautiful creative state, remain deeply connected to the spirit, remain in a place where there's spaciousness in my schedule, where I have the time and the space to, to spend with God, to write, to create, to do things with my family, right? It's tempting to keep wanting to push, to keep wanting to expand, to keep wanting to press forward, but when we do a check-in, it may or may not be the right time for expansion, right? And so I just realized like, whoa, I just went through this massive quantum leap (laughs) upgrade in my life in so many areas that the house is bigger. There's a lot more responsibility required to maintain it, to manage it, right? There's a lot of big projects on the go in the business. And I just felt this nudge of the spirit saying, Christine, get your house in order. Just, you've been given this, it's like, you know, I got the keys to a new castle. I got the keys and I got new land and I got a new physical castle and I got all these amazing things coming into my life and I just hear the nudge of God, the Spirit, saying, Christine, just get your house in order. Take a breath, take a breath here, enjoy, enjoy the process of getting your house in order. What systems do you get to put into place? what things need attention take a look around and get things running smoothly create spaces for everything create structures so things can flow with more ease where do you need to delegate right here are the here are the th- what are the things that are on your plate that now are not meant to be on your plate anymore so for me it's been a, a time of reflection and enjoyment as i look around i look around in my kingdom and i'm like okay what are the systems inside of my business that get to be adjusted um, implemented put into sp- into place so that i can continue to grow and welcome more people into this initiation while also having the time and space to complete uh, and give attention to the other projects that are on my heart and also have more than enough time for my family right and also and so I think when we're getting to this place of overwhelm and we fear we're we starting to feel stretched and we're feeling the tension of, I got to grow, I got to keep moving forward, I got to expand the kingdom. First of all, whoa, how am I doing in leading? Let me take a look around, right? Let me look at my people. Let me look at my clients. Let me look at the, the chaos. Is there chaos inside of my kingdom? Is there clutter? Is there mess? What things get to be cleaned up? What things get to receive my attention? What new systems are required? And what old systems are required to be released? Because now they're actually bottlenecking. So these are just some things I want to pose as we're looking at, you know, what is the test? you know first of all let's look at our people let's look at the life force that's flowing is there a lot of life force a lot of energy is there light in our people or is there heaviness and everybody's tired and exhausted that's got to have our attention that requires our attention are there systems are we overwhelmed is are, are the people in our house overwhelmed and there's chaos You know, it could look like laundry piling up everywhere. It could just look like stuff, clutter, clutter, clutter. And there's no room. People can't remember. Where is this? Where is this? And there's constant disarray. And it's time to get organized, right? To create order. So, of course, I always share what is a reflection on my own heart because, A, I always lead intuitively, I always lead with what's on my heart, and I share as I'm going through things, I'm like, okay, let me share what's coming up for me, right? I believe as a leader, I'm called to go first. So I go through it and then I share. So a lot of this stuff is very raw, very real. So I just want to leave you with those questions today. I hope that this resonates for you. Every single one of you listening has been entrusted with your own kingdom, no matter how big or how small. Remember, there's no such thing as big or small. What you appreciate, appreciates right? Celebrate. Celebrate the small things. Celebrate the big things. Celebrate all of the things. And let's take a look around and go, how are things thriving? You know, if there are plants inside of my home, are they all dying? Are they alive? Right? <laughs> like, no matter what it is, are things alive in my presence? Am I able to take care of them and nurture them? If not, what needs attention? Are there some systems and restructuring of my time and my energy of processes that get to be put into place so that we can continue to multiply? You know, is it even a time to multiply or is it time to get things in order? Is it time to just observe? I did a great episode early, early on about the seasons, honoring the seasons and honoring the divine timing. I definitely recommend you go back to that because there are seasons. I do believe, yes, we can have all the things. I do believe, yes, you can have it all and so much more. And the more we expand, the more we are available because our capacity increases. And there's also timing and seasons for us to receive things and learn to manage them before we learn to multiply them. So I hope that that resonates with you. I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for sharing this podcast with a friend right now who needs to hear this message another leader i really am passionate about getting to the heart of men and women who are in some leadership positions and who are really inspired to rise together to become powerful co-creators i do not believe we are created to go alone i think there is a i don't think i know there is an unstoppable force that is activated when a husband and wife masculine and feminine come together man and woman come together in their original god-given design and begin to just really co-create some amazing amazing things it's like new worlds open up um and it's just so funny because i was just asking god for some words this morning and i was like you know what is the promise god when i work with people you know it's so interesting because you hear all these things like oh we'll double your revenue we'll double your revenue in 90 days or we'll triple your revenue and it's the world has taught us to be chasing money all the time and i'm like man you know this work this work that we do here in the initiation, this work that I take people through it's not me doing it, but we multiply. We multiply everything in your life begins to multiply exponentially beyond what you ever asked for beyond what you could imagine. When you do this work, that's the promise. The promise is not that we're going to double anything in X days. It's that you multiply, you will multiply exponentially in all areas, more than you can imagine. How's that for a promise? Wow. So I wanna leave you with that beautiful promise and it's always an invitation. If you wanna go deeper into this work, make sure that you follow the link below. Connect with Christine Jewell. There are three ways that you can connect with me. There's a free training for you if you wanna jump into that on unlocking extraordinary love and relationships in your life. Until next time, thank you again for being here. I I truly, like, honor and cherish every single review, every single message I receive from you guys through DM on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, I appreciate you listening in, being part of this message, and passing it on. So thank you again for being here. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.